I think I can safely say one of the best interviews I've ever done is with a guy called John Ioannidis, and, and he kicks off uh, season two of The Recommended Dose quite soon. That's Remo Nahan, journalist, researcher, champion of rolling back too much medicine, and host of a new series, The Recommended Dose, from Cochrane, Australia. Welcome to the BMJ podcast. I'm Duncan Jarvis, multimedia editor for the BMJ. And in this conversation, I talk to Ray about the series, what shapes his view of medicine, and who his favourite interviewee was. In the series, Ray has talked to some of the people who shape the medical evidence that underpins healthcare around the world. The series' aim is to elucidate their worldview and how their thinking shapes their work. And we'll co-publish this series over the next couple of months, so keep an ear out for that. So this is the second series of the podcast, which is about to land. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning and really ask you, what was it that started this whole thing off? Why did you want to to do this podcast where you talk to um, these people who shape our, our kind of understanding of evidence? Well, I, I, I guess two reasons, really. I mean, it was motivated by... Cochrane Australia, Cochrane Australia being part of the sort of global network of Cochrane. Um, someone there called Shauna Hurley um, had the very bright idea of a podcast along these lines. And she and I started talking and I was very excited too. And we came up with this, uh, this idea for the recommended dose. Based on, on evidence, the central role of evidence in healthcare, but but wanted to make it interesting, engaging, accessible, a bit edgy, wanted to deal with the big controversial questions. And I think the motivation on Cochrane's side was to was to produce something that was was very accessible and helped underline the importance of evidence in healthcare, how to find the evidence, what are the issues around evidence? What are the controversies around evidence? But do it in a you know very engaging and accessible way. So, with my background as a medical reporter, and and now working as an academic in a sort of evidence-based world, um, it it just all it all came together, and uh, we, we we were very excited to launch it. And and so the you know and the vehicle through which we have these discussions is with, as you mentioned, with with some of the most influential people on the planet in, in healthcare. And, and, and usually such people have very interesting to- stories to tell as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you, you mentioned this a little bit there, um, but you used to be, or used to work mostly as a, as a journalist. Now you've got an academic career. Um, and people might know you from our podcast um, more for the, the overdiagnosis kind of stuff and that's what you've worked with us on the uh, preventing overdiagnosis conference about um and I just wanted to ask you a little bit about yourself and what was it that made you change your your track in life um to focus on on medicine and medical evidence probably the bmj duncan <laughs> uh, i mean I, I i was i was just a sort of um just a journalist in, in this little country called australia i ended up having a, a year at harvard uh doing a, a fellowship a harkness fellowship studying health policy and health systems 
um, and and I just I guess I just got more and more fascinated with the way healthcare works. And um, as a journalist, I always like to follow the money, and I'm still doing that. There's there's a lot of money in medicine, as 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 your listeners know, and there's a lot of fascinating stories, and and there's a lot of hype, and there's a lot of deception, and there's a lot of people being misled constantly. So it's it's very rich and fertile ground, um, and I covered those stories as a health reporter for a long time. But after the year at Harvard, um, I was very fortunate to be invited to start working occasionally for the BMJ by the former editor, Richard Smith. I started to write a a sort of a series of of, of investigative medical journalism pieces for the BMJ over over quite a few years. And, And that helped deepen my interest in medicine. And inevitably, that led to a PhD which I did in Australia, and uh, and and it, it's just gone gone from there really, and 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 really my interest in medicine, my reporting on medicine, my work in medicine has corresponded with this, the rise and rise of this evidence-informed approach to healthcare, uh, which is really what what our podcast is about. Mm, mm. Um, and as, as I said, um, you know, you're known for your work on overdiagnosis and that kind of, you know over medicalization and where medicine has gone too far and I just wondered did that kind of influence your choice of people to talk to and and how to talk to them look look I think um, you know one of the areas that I'm very interested in is, is bias in medicine and 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 one of my biases very clearly very upfront is about this problem of, of too much medicine and how we can wind back the unnecessary stuff in order to have more of the necessary care um, in, in order to meet the unmet needs um, in, in the developed world and in the developing world, um, in order to have a more rational healthcare system that doesn't just suck up resources unnecessarily. So, yes, you're right that, that this problem of overdiagnosis, overtreatment, overmedicalization has been a key feature of, of my work. Um, and yes, it does influence the, the choice of guests, but, but it's not, it's certainly not, the podcast is not only about those issues. Um, and you know, we've had guests from, from across the world. We can talk about them if you like in, in a moment, but, um, but, but it's, it, 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 it's not the, the only issue we talk about, but it's certainly one issue that comes up, um, often in interviews, um, and uh, I, I don't recall from that in any way. I think there's there's very very strong evidence for um, you know supporting the, 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 this idea that we have that we have too much medicine, particularly in the developed world. Um, and I think that uh, the, the the challenge for all of us working in in this healthcare space is to work out how how to wind that back without causing further harm. Um, and and how to wind back the waste and 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 really get to what's valuable in medicine, and and that's why evidence is so important because it's only through the best evidence that we can really work out uh, what's helping, how much is it helping, and what's harming us. I should just mention if if anyone has noticed a, a slight change in the sound here, we are recording um, my end of this at a small town in Australia called Byron Bay, and it's just started raining quite heavily. <laughs> so, 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 there's, so there's a little bit of rain sound coming on the roof. Um, 
just to give people uh, paint paint a picture of where we are. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of atmosphere there. To, to um, to, just to continue that answer too, Duncan. So, for example, we spoke to Jimmy Volmink, um, who helped. Um, you know, he was the head. Uh, you know, has been the head. I helped set up uh, Cochrane in 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 Africa, and 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 in in the interview with Jimmy in the first season, we spoke about the importance of evidence in the African setting. You know, where clearly. Uh, the problem of too much medicine is is not is not the highest priority. On the contrary, it's about dealing with unmet need. It's about underuse, um, and it's about trying to get rational policy making. And and he had a, you know, he had a fascinating story about about becoming the dean of medicine at a, at a leading university in South Africa, um, at the same university that that prevented him from studying there because of the colour of his skin. He also had an amazing story about the use of evidence in in policy making in South Africa, and 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 many of your listeners will will remember the the the, the HIV/AIDS uh, issue in South Africa and the and the extraordinary views of, of 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 the then South African government, and and so he talks about that explosive mix of of evidence and politics in the in the HIV story. Um, so you know, and again, HIV and AIDS is, is an example of a of a of a domain in medicine where, um, where 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 there was a desperate need, and there was an extraordinarily valuable uh, class of therapeutics uh, that 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 pharmaceutical companies and researchers helped bring to market. Um, so uh, you know that that was that was that was a real highlight in season one. Mm. And uh, I mean. As you say, you know, you're cognizant of your your kind of own point of view in this. Um, and I just wonder, you know, how important do you think that is when you do talk to people to try and elucidate what their various varying points of view might be? Because, um, you know, these are the people that do shape the world um, of medicine, shape the sort of evidence that, that everyday practice is based on. And obviously, you know, how they view the world will affect the way that they might interpret um, certain things. Absolutely, Duncan. That 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 really is exactly what we we try and do in these, what become quite intimate conversations, whether they're half hour or in the case of of, of, of some guests even up to an hour. Um, they're very intimate conversations, both about sort of big political issues in healthcare, issues of evidence, but but also. But also their own big issues, in, 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 but also their own background, where they came from. Um, again, we one of the one of the amazing interviews we have coming up in season two is with uh, one of the, one of the world's most popular podcasters in health now, uh, Dr. Norman Swan. Um, some people in in North America and in Australia will certainly know Norman Swan. He's a he's a household name in Australia. He's, um, his radio show, which has been going for decades, has now become one of the most popular health podcasts. And, and he sort of takes us behind the scenes, not just to talk about, you know, the way he thinks about making his radio programs and his podcasts, but he also takes us back to his early years growing up in Glasgow in a, in a very, very tough situation, a very poor, tough situation um, grandparents, uh, Jewish grandparents escaping pogroms in, in Russia 
And so, yeah, amazing insights into what has sort of formed his worldview and what's informed his, his broadcasting, you know, which is now listened to by, by millions of people around the world. Um, you know, uh, so, so yes, you're right. Um, we, we really do try and drill in a little bit into, into where people are coming from and, and what's informed their worldview and what's informed, uh, you know, what, the way they think about evidence and, and the importance of evidence for, 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 for developing a more rational approach to healthcare. Great, thank you. Um, so you've, you've mentioned a few of the people that you've talked to. Um, who, do we, who else should we expect to hear in uh, season two? Well, I think, I think I can safely say one of the best interviews I've ever done is with a guy called John Ioannidis, and, and he kicks off uh, season two of The Recommended Dose quite soon. Um, and he, as uh, many listeners will already know, many BMJ podcast listeners uh, will be very familiar, I think, with John Ioannidis. He's a professor at Stanford. He's a, he's a global authority on, on genetics and genomics. He's an expert on research about research, and he's well known for questioning the status quo from right inside the middle of the status quo. <laughs> and, uh, and his interview, which we kick off with, is extraordinary. Um, I'm you know, very honoured that he agreed to be interviewed and, and opened up. I mean, he's also, as he talks about in the podcast, um, the author of seven books of literature, uh, I think I think he's he's authored close to a thousand pieces in uh, in the peer-reviewed press as well. He's the uh, he sits on thirty. The, he's been on the boards of thirty medical journals. He, he's an extraordinary figure, Johnny Ioannidis, and um, he's at Stanford, but he spends a lot of his time in Greece, and uh, and and he reads us some poetry too in the, in that interview. <laughs> um, but but I I guess I guess most of all he's just the way he he can so simply and clearly give a sense of where medicine where healthcare is going what the challenges are and and how we might overcome them and and how central is how central evidence is and good evidence rigorous evidence independent evidence free of conflicts of interest and and so on how important that evidence is in, in terms of moving forward, trying to, to meet some of the big challenges in healthcare. Thanks, Ray. So, as I said, this, this will be coming out. Uh, we've got eight upcoming episodes um, out every fortnight uh, on the BMJ feed and um, obviously on yours as well, so people can subscribe um, if they're interested to find out a little bit more about the people who shape the world of medicine. Um, Ray Monahan, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to me today. Oh, Duncan, really appreciate it. It's a, it's a very exciting collaboration, and uh, who, who knows uh, who knows where it'll lead. But but yeah, there's some 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 amazing uh, some amazing podcasts coming up. Thanks very much. That's all for this podcast. But as I said, the recommended dose will be coming out over the next couple of months and we'll be including it in our podcast feed, so you don't have to do anything to access it. We'll also be bringing you the same mix of science, debate and education. And our next interview is with Professor Wendy Byrne, President of the Royal College of Psychiatrists, 
Kate Adlington is going to talk to her about the college's move towards a new neurobiological focus in its training and what that might mean for the profession. I'm Duncan Jarvis. Thanks for listening to the BMJ Podcast.